Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode of Nerdyverse we know here at Nerd Herder. Wait, wait, we're still in the cantina, switching it to the Nerdyverse. There you go. Oh. Masters um, of the Nerdyverse. Mas- Ooh, Thanks. that's a shirt idea right there, Thanks. if ever there was one. Um, welcome uh, to this, the show, within a show. Um, this is where we talk about... Everything not Star Wars that we love. Um, and boy, howdy, is there a lot of stuff. There is. Um, in fact, you know, whenever I'm looking at the spreadsheet uh, of our calendar and looking at all the things that we want to talk about. You love spreadsheets. There's so much <laughs> where it's just like, because on, on there it's yellow for Star Wars, blue for everything else. Blue for Nerdyverse. And there's so much blue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is there's so, so much blue, blue um, ranging from all sorts of things. Um, and uh, this particular shade of blue, if you can't tell, uh, is going to be all about Transformers. Transformer. Um, if you follow me uh, personally on Twitter, um, well, I just, I, I, well, let me finish the <laughs> statement. <laughs> Um, if if you follow me, uh, you know that I talk a lot about Transformers, Yes, uh, was what I was going to say. Um, so this type of episode should come as no surprise. Um, it was always on the books, uh, because, well, it was, it it was on the books a couple times. Yeah. The the dates moved, but, uh, as long as I knew there was going to be another Transformers movie. Yeah. This was on the books, um, and that movie has finally landed, and I set out with a mission with this movie um, to walk with you, uh, Boop, yes. um, through all that came before it, uh, and with a new perspective. A, a new appreciation, I will say, like, because way, way back, in a way back machine, I think I said this on the last Transformers episode that we did. I didn't know Bunkum about Transformers. I enjoyed listening to you talk about them. And, like, that was about it. But then you cracked the code by showing me uh, Prime. Transformers Prime. Yeah, Transformers Prime. Prime. Which is just, ooh, a little chestnut of delicious action. And I love that show so very much. I mean, you got freaking Dude from Reanimator as Ratchet, which is... The weight to my heart every single time. Yeah, and that was a new discovery for me, even because, I know. like, I, I don't know, he has one of those voices that's very yeah, particular. Jeffrey very, Combs. Jeffrey Combs, that's it. Um, it's very particular, but it's also impersonable, like oh, it yeah. or impersonatable. Yeah. And and so I just never heard it as Jeffrey Combs. I never heard it yeah. as the Reanimator. But I then, just heard Grumpy Ratchet. Exactly. In the first episode, I was sitting there listening to this man's voice and being like, "This sounds." so very familiar and i cannot place it for the life of me and then i looked it up it the brian universe opened up in front of me and i was like that's where i've heard the voice i've heard it say so many lines about <laughs> dead women before and there it is right. um 
but also you know starscream in that is just fantastic twink material um but yeah that was the first foray into transformers that i really enjoyed and then we watched a little bit of animated we watched uh bumblebee again yeah 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 because you saw it with uh me and the family at, yeah. in theaters when it came out um Indeed. but that was probably it for you um if i remember yeah i didn't pay too much attention to hello it hello there what's up Brennan? Brennan? yeah but then you know yeah because by that point you still didn't really like it because mm -hmm. unfairly um when we were still dating yeah. um we Ooh. went to see uh transformers 4 age of extinction and Which so boys that a pile of movie that started your like um prejudgment of oh this mm -hmm. is transformers and so and and i was just i walked out of that disappointed um well, yeah and so you know that speaks volumes yeah um and so having that as oh gosh this is transformers mm -hmm. you know um and it takes know. a lot to dig it back up but bumblebee yeah. was just a a thing because it was just like me and the fam were excited and mm -hmm. you were there <laughs> and like having gone to see in 2007 the transformers movie caring very little about transformers really oh yeah yeah we went to go see that in theaters because it was just a thing to do i didn't even get that that's why i wanted to see age of <laughs> extinction is because it's just like i didn't get the chance to see any mm -hmm. of the first three yeah. um my family was a family moviegoers so we just we went to the theater when there was nothing else to do on the weekend or halloween enough. because my parents don't celebrate halloween fair enough we like i've said before like we went for special things mm -hmm. like it just was it was a luxury um it wasn't a, a commonality I'm, I'm glad to have grown into an adult like when we want to go see something <laughs> Same, honestly. <laughs> i'm not glad i wasn't expecting to <laughs> right i'm not glad to be an adult but uh it comes with adult money where we can yeah, go see sure. movies when we want to um and so uh but yeah i i What's up? hey the Big juice process. um you had oh spoilers buddy Ooh. spoilers um i think you're fine <laughs> well, it's 16 years old now, so... Good God, it can drive. Yeah, the, the 2007 movie, the one that really uh, did it for me. What's up, Kevin? Whoa, this is just a friend fest. We've got yes, Kevin in the is. chat. We've got Juice. This is a reminder for the future listeners um, enjoying this as a pod. Yeah, watch it live. Yeah, watch it live. Come, come yell at us in person. Uh, yeah, man, we did watch it. it. For those of you who are uninitiated... Bright wall here is my brother Justin. Yes. Um, and yeah, we did go see that in 2007. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, so I I wanted with this one because Transformers is special to me. Um, I wanted with this iteration, like I'm gonna go see the movie. I'd like yeah. you to be there, and I'd like you to like it. Yeah. And so it's just like okay, and and it was I didn't introduce you to Prime with that grand scheme in mind it was no. just i think you'll like this one you showed me a clip of mega or not megatron you showed me a clip of starscream being a twink and i was totally <laughs> on board from then on and then you said that this is the gayest transformer uh yeah, yeah it's up there it's definitely much more queer coded at least for starscream for sure um than ever he has a boyfriend it's great uh beast wars is amazing brennan uh you can rewatch it currently on um tubi for yes, free with ads, uh, but all, all two seasons are there. It's great. 
way back machine, go back in time, <laughs> hop on Toonami, my friend. Right. Um, it wasn't on Toonami, mm. um, unfortunately. It actually, well, it, it, it was happening in the era where uh, Toonami began. True. Um, but yeah, um, Transformers being special to me, I, it's, it's nice to find some part of it. And because it's been going on for uh, 40 plus years, it's like, it, yeah. you know, like there's so much to choose from because it's been reinvented and redone uh, and reissued so many times. So it's, it was only a matter of time. I wanted to find something you liked because I like it. Yeah. You know, and we did. Uh, and we did. And then that eventually was a gateway to, all right, watch these movies again, but with this new context. Now you know some of the characters. Now you know some of the stories. I know um, some of the characters, but I cannot always pick them up out of a lineup. And I so, offered, oh, that was, I, I wanted to yeah. do a flashcard game with you. I, that would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been you fun. You could just point at the shelves. Right. I should, I, yeah, I could have done show and tell. I have so many. Um, but yeah, and I offered my services as a uh, uh, deep well of uh, Transformers lore to you. Yeah. Um, so um, I want to, I can look up the channel now. We've been uh, enjoying uh, yeah. chilling with a channel that basically just digitized uh, old Toonami recordings. Yeah, it is um, very obviously like a VHS copy that has been digitized. But oh boy, is it. Perfect. Cereal Milk VHS on YouTube. Shout out to Cereal Milk VHS for hours, literally hours and hours of entertainment. Like it's got the ads in there. It's it's literally just someone yeah. recorded for as long as their VHS could, and then yeah. years later decided to put it on the internet. Yeah, the the quality is that of a super long play VHS tape. But so, uh, your beware. your nostalgia will uh, will thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, we can do that too. That sometime. right, ex that's what it would end up being for uh, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, is just boop names Transformers. It's like Adam and Eve, but for Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> or I Adam guess just Adam. I guess. Um, but yeah, and so um, that's kind of what this episode is. Is this kind of because you know obviously if I did it myself, um, or if. I was cruel enough to our audience of dozens. I would just do an episode on each Transformers movie because I could talk that I'm, much about each of them. I'm pretty sure that Chris Ryan's would show up <laughs> in our house and right? beat you with a sock full of nickels. Um, but th this will be kind of sort of a uh, unpacking of all uh, all your experience. Yeah. Um, uh, from Bay to Beasts, as I as I have coined it. And boy, um, is there a jump in quality? Yeah, it's it's and quite a, again sixteen years. That's that's a lot. Like oh yeah, you know, like I, I mean, Transformers as a whole. Yeah, obviously, it's been going on for a long time. But I think the movies, unfairly, because they look so good, mm -hmm. re and and regardless of the nitty gritty of of people's opinion, but like mm -hmm. you watch the the first Transformers live action movie, yeah. it still looks amazing. It does. It looks fantastic. They did so much work on that movie. And it deceives you into thinking that, well, that was recently, right? Yeah. Like, no, no, no in fact, it wasn't. 16 years. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and Ke uh, as Kevin has mentioned, um, many VHS-centric channels. I love, I, I love that we're kind of creating this underground network of, like, keeping those sure. experiences alive like tsunami it is still a thing but it's not 
no, it's necessarily not. RTN on me, and who still has cable? Um, not us. But I, I, I love that people are archiving yeah. these nostalgic experiences. I'll tell you what, I there is, I cannot remember the name of the channel, but there's a channel on YouTube that is uploading old, like, nostalgic commercials, and I'll just sit and watch them for hours at a time. Well, that's what I thought I was putting on when I put this on. Mm -hmm. um, and then it turned out to be a whole episode of Gundam Wing, and, and then, then a whole it. episode of Jackie Chan Adventures. And we get a 30 second ad on YouTube and just like, oh, right. It's just skip. like, the, exactly. I could sit here and listen to them talk about Cocoa Puffs for days. I have cuckoo for but, Cocoa Puffs. Um, yeah, no, I can't do this new stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything in this economy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. uh want to start off. So my plan, because um, I don't want to take forever because I want to eat some Oreos before bed tonight. But um, <laughs> my plan is a chunk of time on the first one. Yes. A little bit of time so on little. the second and third one. So little. Even littler of time on the fourth and fifth one. Yes. And then the back half for Bumblebee oh. and Rise of the Beasts. All of the back <laughs> half. And because boop don't rank. Boop don't rank. This is a established <laughs> canon. I don't rank. But I have charts. I, I do, in fact, have a chart of where these movies will lie on the good to not good scale. I'll Number one you... being The Phantom Menace. Perfect cinema. Best movie of all time. And here at the back end, we have Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> and The Howling 2, which is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's saying a lot because I've seen a ton of bad movies. What? Okay, so uh, Booby Watch. Um, <laughs> yes, Booby Watch. But... Watch The Howling 2, if just for the end credits. It's so... <laughs> oh, it's not good. It's just... It, it's but, such an insane cap oh, to an insane ride. Freaking Highly Christopher recommend. Lee is in that movie. <laughs> so I feel like Christopher Lee felt in that situation, like Anthony Hopkins felt in Transformers yes, That's what I was thinking while we were watching <laughs> like, that dumb freaking movie. God, I gotta pay off this Jesus debt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it is such a... Bad movie. Um, uh, so I'll let you use my Gundam marker. Um, Ooh, your Gundam for, marker. Yes, for your uh, lovely little chart there. Um, boop don't rank. <laughs> boop don't rank. But this one occasion, boop charts. Boop charts. Boop don't rank. Boop charts. <laughs> Not to be confused with poop charts. Uh, <laughs> Which I also have. Or 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 boop charts. <laughs> Or boop darts. <laughs> How many more can we? Uh, boop snarts. <laughs> they call him Cashman. <laughs> Let's get to the freaking movie. Okay, uh, moving on. Yeah. Um, so 16 years ago. 16 um, years ago, something magical happened. It did. It absolutely did. Um, My brother was on whatever he was on at the time. <laughs> doesn't remember. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, in fact, we will. Uh, we're. Uh, working out dates to come and preach on the the Phantom Menace on Page Turners. Justin, in you can fact. blame our mother for my <laughs> terrible GI health. Uh, dude, I, I mean, it seriously, it happens. It happens. It it happens. And boy, does it happen. Uh, the, the urge to say it in the Predator voice uh, from Predator 2. Maybe oh time. my gosh. I used to think when I was a kid, because of the thick Jamaican accent of the guy that said it, I used to think he said uh, oh, hang on. I got to hear it in my head. Go get it Sh canceled. No, it was 
uh, I'm gonna do a curse just for the do sake of a joke, please. real quick. Okay, shit upness because of his accent is like shit upness, and it's just like oh my god, what it what? It's it's the monkey boy situation all over it again with the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, Brennan, to make you cover your ears for that one. It'll um, be fine. He's a grown boy. But, uh, yeah, so 2007, 2007. Um, Transformers launches onto big screens, <laughs> and um, it, was, it was magic for me because I had been yeah. a Transformers fan for about nine years at that point. And so, like... It was a lot of buildup, and I think that's the thing, is I had a lot of time to just look forward to this movie. Mm -hmm. And I think I've talked about this before, so where, like, at least for the first one, it can never be tarnished for me because of that special time in my life where it's just, like, the realization that Transformers is now this. And yeah. I don't know, it, like, there was no way it could fail for me, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I think I would have loved it either way. I, I, I yeah. don't know. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, it's like with Star Wars, where it's just like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it's really hard to mess it up for me. I just love it so much. And I went into it with that love. Um, and, and so I didn't see it in theaters. I had to wait until it came out. Yeah. Um, and we rented it from Beaver's Home Video. Uh, famously mentioned on Nerd Herder Podcast, Google Beaver's it. Google it. Video. It was real. There was a curtain. It has since been <laughs> replaced by an Aaron's Furniture down in Savannah, Georgia. Um, uh, in Garden City to be specific. But Google it. Beaver's Home Video. It was real. It existed. And I rented both the 1984 movie and the 2007, oh, 1986, sorry, 1986 movie and the 2007 uh, movie for an epic double feature. I was about to make a joke that only <laughs> Kent would get, which tells you what the joke was. Right. Um, and yeah, I just remember being so freaking excited to see this. And like, from the moment it opened with Optimus Prime's voice, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, it just Beautiful. had me. It just had me. Look, rewatching it, I will admit, like, I love the sound design of this. Primus, movie. you say? Primus <laughs> Transformers God? It is. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, from, like, the first opening credits. Oh, wait. Cur, 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 cur. Yeah. Like, that is fantastical i i should have done this before i did the curse oh, um Lord. but um just fair warning infestation of puppy transformers this here's a big boy zone big bot show big, big bot, bot show. show big bot show uh no we will not be devolving uh that oh, come on. i try to keep it uh as tame as possible but sometimes for for the joke you got you gotta you just got say it. it uh it's sometimes all just it's words slippies. it's just words um I yeah mean, like they, you know, so that's one of the things with having a company that made Star Wars uh, amazing in the 70s, that made Jurassic Park amazing in the 90s. Like having them work on your movie, it's going to be an auditory experience. Um, like everybody always focuses on the digital effects and the special effects that ILM has been able to create and Skywalker Sound has been able to do. Um, but nobody really emphasizes that there's just as much work 
on mm-hmm. the audio. It's just like, oh, it comes together and it makes this cool thing. Yes, but just just listen to it sometimes, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it sounds great. And you know, from the opening on, it's it sets that precedent. You know, when the DreamWorks logo comes up, it has a very different sound. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Paramount stars glide by, it's a particular set. Like it's just mm-hmm. so specific. And it brands it from the beginning of this is a different experience. It's one of those things like it's up there with the seismic charge for me. Mm -hmm. Like that is such a great sound and you have to get it so perfect and you have to use it so sparingly sometimes. Yeah. But I'm never going to complain about hearing a seismic charge. Am I right, fellas? Well, in, in a movie where you're having giant robots transform. Yeah. Like you've got to make it sound right because as fun as the sound is in the original cartoon or in any of the cartoons, because they all use pretty much the same sound. Boy, how do you do that? It, it's, it's not anything special. It's specific. It's like, specific. you know, that is a transformer, yeah. but in, how do you make that real? How do you For get sure. that same sort of, that's a transformer from a new, and realistic as possible sound. And I think a lot of the grind that they added on it made it sound even better. Because, like, yeah, in the cartoon, it sounds like a stock sound effect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But they, adding in, like, the metal moving against each other and the gears and stuff like that, that was a great idea. Uh, it, no. Uh, commonly thought, but he actually had a final film role, I believe, outside of that. I recently found out um, about that. But it was released. uh, Like, he he died before it released, for sure. And and he... uh, But I think there was one more that released after that. Uh Um, But anyway, he would rather die than be known as the Transformers guy. For sure. But, like, oh my gosh. He did a fantastic job. Yeah, like, like if you're going to get anybody... You get Orson Welles. You get War of the Worlds. Yeah, I mean, it's like Marlon Brando, where it's just like, yeah, it sucks working with him, but when you're well, when you're done, it's it's a pretty pretty great product, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you paid the guys in booze and cocaine and just Very send true. them on their way. <laughs> now that I, because I, I got him right here, another movie that I was far too young to watch, but did anyway because Justin showed it to me, The Godfather. Mm, there you go. Yep, you've never seen The Godfather. I have not. I still have not. Um, but yeah, um, I, I just, and, and I do think too, that this movie, the first one starts right. It does. It starts very well. Um, mom's not here. (laughs) You're fine. It sets up the plot, you know, with Optimus's narration, um, and pretty quickly drops the first Transformer on us mm-hmm. uh, in this really tense way, this constant buildup of mm-hmm. is it bad? What's it going to be? What's it going to do? Kind of situation with blackout. Yeah. What were you going to say? I'm just thinking about. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the Bobby B scene again. Oh yeah. Well, and that, I mean, I I can't find a lot to criticize about the 2007 movie. Like Fair. I get, I get a, I get a lot of Transformers movie criticisms. Yeah. I do. I love him anyway. <laughs> For sure. And you know what? I My attitude about him, about them has changed drastically yeah. over the years, having rewatched them so much because it's one of your favorite movies. And my main foibles is with Michael Bay, not with the movie. Yeah. yeah. 
that's fair. Well, yeah. and also I think that it's been like misremembered where mm -hmm. like small chunks of things he he's done or bits in the movies yeah. um, are like mo more than they are or bigger than they are. Yeah. And it's just like not as much yeah. explosions. It's 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 a little more fleeting than a yeah. lot of people like that. This is the the. Yeah nerd herder soapbox of like give it a rewatch it might not be exactly Just what you remember hopping up on the soap course um, at least the first one i mean the worst yeah. the worst thing in the first one for me is definitely the 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 angles they take uh with megan fox boy howdy okay i i know i pointed out this out before and i will keep pointing it out until the day that i die the human main characters the two teenagers are meant to be 16 years old in 17. the movie, 16, 17? No, but well, he says that he's a sophomore, doesn't he? Or a junior? He, um, he's a junior. So, 16. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Either way, minors. 16 or 17. 16 yeah, either 17, way, they're still minors. Still yeah. really, really gross. The year doesn't make a difference. How, like, sexualized Megan Fox's character is. Yeah. It's so gross. Even if she wasn't a minor. Yeah. Like, that is well, so gross. I, I mean... It's definitely one of those things where it's like, if it was an adult, at least there's that. Mm -hmm. But it's clearly intended to be a minor. And then in later movies, you get that weird, really weird Romeo and Juliet law thing. What is up with Michael Bay? So, uh, Brennan found the thing. Oh. Uh, because Someone now you're, 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 you're in trivia mode. Um, but yes, so there was a movie Stay in that... Mode, my friend. Produced before, but released after. So that's, I guess it depends on what you, yeah. you know. But yes, uh, one of two of his final movies. Yes. Um, and the one he was more disappointed in. Much like Hugo Weaving, yeah. sadly. It makes me so sad. <laughs> Hugo Weaving, like, I get it. Because they put a lot of filters over his speaking voice. And well, and two, like, he just doesn't care no um he's like the harrison ford of the transformers movies where it's just like you know when people come up and talk to him about like transform or um star wars stuff and everything like that he's just like what what, what are you talking about <laughs> like i don't i i don't think about or obsess about these things like you people do he doesn't hate it he doesn't hate fans but he's just like i don't like hey, it Jack. i don't yeah i don't like it the same way you do i like doing something cool yeah. and putting it out there. I think that's been very clear in his uh, Indy 5 press tour. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's just like Hugo Weaving when at, asked about talking about Transformers, he just doesn't care. Like he's not a big promoter of them. He does like, he did his work in like 30 minutes and left. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, and for him, like that's small game at, but because the, the heights of acting and, and performing that he's done yeah, a little bit of voiceover work isn't that big of a deal to him. Yeah. Um, and that's not to downplay voiceover work. No, for sure. Um, I think part of what works is because he has such talent built into him. Um, yeah. And, and, and it is equally rivaled by Peter Cullen's talent, um, which oh, yeah. should say something. But You should hire voice actors to do voice work. Right. A novel concept. But with, with something that he can step into with something he can put on like Lord of the Rings or like Matrix. Yeah. Um, like it's hard to stack that against three Transformers movies with six minutes of screen screen time. I'm screen I'm time. downplaying. But you know, like I can un I can get it. Yeah. I just 
because I love his portrayal of Megatron, it disappoints me that he doesn't. Yeah, I, that's fair. And speaking of scream time, they made Starscream look stupid. Sorry, I, I don't like the design for Starscream because okay. he's a Dorito. Because and you I like have him to. When he is because you squirting. have to. Because uh, a truck is this big. Uh-huh. An F-22 Raptor is this big. Like, it, it, it has to go somewhere. Very easily walk over and get my favorite Starscream off the shelf. Which like, is prime Starscream. It has to go somewhere. But Slender. yeah, but the, even still, like, that's an F-16 that he's modeled after. It would be the same problem. Yeah. Like, F-22s are bigger. But um, he's got hips. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's gotta go somewhere. Like, that's the thing with the designing yeah. that ILM um, did. And um, I want to say it's Josh Nizzi is actually one of the lead concept artists for these movies. He did a lot of the work to realize the the Transformers mm-hmm. from like from car or from vehicle he was given to some form of robot that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because like you can make things disappear in a cartoon and you, <laughs> you don't... can make it like <laughs> <laughs> right old. like and it's just like okay that's what he looks like now. It's but a car we, now. But when you're putting this in the real world it it your brain isn't going to be fooled that easily and Mine so um the parts and I'm the way stupid. they move have to in some way make sense um and that's part of the thing with these movies that's so like technically impressive is the the models that they created for the digital characters yeah um so it's a two-layered thing for me that I love in that just advanced digital effects eons ahead, um, all because of some toy franchise. Um, again, like the amount of moving parts in a thing. So ILM model makers would actually individualize all of those parts because Mm -hmm. they need to move. And so, um, if you saw each part highlighted, Optimus Prime would look like a rainbow because there's just so many parts, right? Love that. And those parts all are told and mapped to a certain point to turn into the truck. Mm-hmm. And you do that for a cast of five, six, for 11 Transformers. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of technical work in models on screen. Yeah, for sure. Never mind that they're doing this on film that was shot without anything. So like, you know, we joke all the time about the uh, tennis ball situation with Star Wars. Like, okay, Yoda was a tennis ball. At least there was something. Like when they're doing, like take for instance, in um, the last bit of the Battle of Mission City, when when, um, Starscream comes down and there's Mm -hmm. Ratchet and Ironhide. I'm thinking about it. Like when, when Starscream comes down, transforms, and then like slides in, yeah. You know, those are cars just being randomly pulled. That's explosions just randomly going off. And then some ILM artist is making it perfectly match with yeah. a fully digitally realized 100%. character. And I will say, the transformations in this movie are phenomenal. They oh my so, gosh. My favorite thing in all of Transformers is I, I'm a consistent. Sunshard. Yes, <laughs> obviously is when Starscream jump up, transform into plane, and go. That is my favorite thing. I'm 
I love that so much. And, oh, like a Winnebago. That's cute. Like Winnie. I love that. That's cute. Oh. But yeah, like seeing that realized on screen and seeing it make sense. Well, and, that, and that's the looks thing. Great. Like that, And that's the magic of like the intricate design work they did. Like, because if you, same, same example, if you look at 2002 Yoda, mm -hmm. right? The, there's very often. few parts to that model. There's the head, the hands, there's the inner body, pants, feet, and their cloak. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a lot of parts, but each part is individually moved it's and molded, right? But when you fast forward, so for instance, uh, Ironhide. Yeah. One of Ironhide's cannons has 10,000 model parts to it. Digital, Jeez. but still, it's just like... The, the yeah. detailed, intric intricate work that they do is what lends itself to those transitions. And they don't just do it where it's just like, all right, park and then transform. No, like, they're they not all hero it. shots. Like, Bone Crusher transforming on the highway is one of the most so cool. awesome scenes in this movie. Like, that is, that is Duel of Fate's level of gets my full attention. And it lasts like 30 seconds, but it's so cool. <laughs> it is cute. It is... Winnie is adorable. Bago is also adorable. Winnie like... and Bago could be twins. Yo! Oh! Josh! Josh is Bago. There you go. We did it for you. You're welcome, brother. Mm. Um, what would you... I real quick be... sideways? Yeah, Andy. I know what Andy I has be. entered the chat, and they have asked if you were a transformer, what would you turn into, and what would be your name? I know for a fact that I would be <laughs> for sure. Oh man, oh, that would be cute. Like one of them fancy Nespresso's, or right. just like a coffee, uh, like a Mister Coffee. I don't know. Um, I would be a Maximal first of all, and I would turn into a giant person-sized raccoon with body <laughs> hands, and I would be the scout that goes into the uh, Decepticon or Predacon camps and steals their inner John and comes back, nice. and washes it in the river and tries to eat it. <laughs> what would you be? Um, I would be some form of a jet so I can nope out of any situation. And I could ride on your back. And, yeah. um, wh what would be your name? Oh, um, oh, that's a good question. Mitz. Mitz? Oh, Mitz. that's amazing. Um, um, let's see. <laughs> the Exeter <laughs> or Exitor, uh, something like that. Just something Mitz just like, Exitor. like, or either that or nopes. <laughs> uh, literally, my only intent is to get away. <laughs> um, You're the getaway car for stealing it, right. John. Yeah, I would be a car, though, because I like I like driving. Could you imagine? I'm just imagining in the G1 art style, just rolling up beside a car looking over, window rolls down, there is a human-sized raccoon <laughs> driving the car. Right. Mouthful of energon. It, <laughs> it'd be amazing. It would be amazing. Um, get, get an artist on that for us, somebody. Yeah, so obviously a lot of my appreciation comes from the technical side. For um, sure, because you're a nerd. Yeah, like, it, I, I love it, and I love how they do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Star Wars is very much the same way. We're all fascinated. We love those behind the scenes things mm -hmm. Disney Plus is doing. Um, you know, it's just like we eat it up when it's just like, oh, this thing and how it's made. Like, you know, there's no greater formula. Um, but 
you know, even in the stories mm -hmm. and all of that, like, I just think that so much in this first one, like I said it on Twitter, talking to somebody, uh, somebody else. Um, but like, this was very passionately and thoughtfully and creatively made because mm -hmm. it was so new. I like, there was, I feel like a lot of intent and pressure to get it right because it, For sure. it was new. Um, I think where it trips up with the movies is where they try to escalate on that. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, all right, we've got to outdo ourselves. You don't, though. Like, right. they sacrificed all of the plot in the movie for more. Just more. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's definitely, like, just grabbing mm -hmm. at, because, again, it's just, like, no one knew what would happen. Everybody hoped this expensive movie, which really wasn't as expensive as many movies made later. Um, uh, but what? Well, oh, your face just like turned for a second. No, it's just my face. I'm looking um, at you. But yeah, it's just like, um, oh, dang it. That took me off track. Oh, was I, saying? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, it wasn't made for a lot of movie, but it 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 uh, it it made good. Boy, howdy. It made good. It made good. <laughs> I don't know. And, oh, um, they they did they didn't know what would happen with it. Yes, is what I'm saying. What so saying. it's just like there there's this risk that makes you work harder to get it right. Yeah. Once you get it right and you didn't expect or intend to, then it's a desperate grab at. Okay, what did they like? Did they like the jokes? No. Oh, they did. They, they like the action. Oh no. Uh, did they like Sam? Yeah. You know, no. it's just like constantly shuffling with the things to try and find the thing yeah. that worked. And it's just like the magic was just yeah. the magic. I don't know. I don't. I can't say what the one thing about this is. No. I mean, I I made a joke that no, nobody liked Sam, but I cannot tell you because this was around the time that my oldest brother Ryan got his first car how many times we were sitting in this boy's car and he would go, you see, you see I got the light there. <laughs> and then you put it in there. Right. <laughs> like, there is so many moments of really good human character moments. Yeah. In I, this movie. And I think that, and that's a style of Michael Bay too, is he, yeah. he encourages improv and um, that's where a lot of the scenes get that naturalness to them. Mm -hmm. um, like I do love that whole car scene with Sam and Michaela and, and I love it too, partly because it shows um, Megan Fox as an actress because yeah. she does very well. Um, she has so many, that she's a good actress, right? She has so many um, great moments mm -hmm. um, and, and the car being one of them, the, the kind of like awkward yeah. small talk and act like, I don't know. There, there's just things that work there. And, sure. um, you know, it, it's sad. And that's why compound that with the over-sexualization. That's why it sucks so much. Yeah. It's because it's, it tried to just been a character. Yeah. Like it, you don't need that. No, um, she's funny. Like, right. She's have you funny. seen Jennifer's body. Right. Now at that point, nobody had. So not yet, but, not yet. um, but yeah, like that's the thing is it's just like, she she's more than her body and and it's mm -hmm. sad that at times that's all that she gets reduced to for sure um for those those distinct bay shots you know and everything yeah. like that because he loves things that encapsulate yeah. like the most generic um like idols 
mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, the things that seem super macho, he loves to linger on, the things that seem Oops. super sexy, the things that seem super cool, like that all of his things are to take something that a bunch of people like and then dial it up to yeah. 11. Again, these characters are meant to be 16. Right. So, um, it's But yeah, um, any other thoughts on the first one? Because that's just the first one. <laughs> no, but I do have an answer for Andy's question. Who is the gayest of the Bay Transformers? I'm going to use my curse this time. Starscream is a jock-riding bitch, so and he always will be. <laughs> I just, I love that boy. Just a little bit too into it, you know? Just, mm, he's a queen, and he always will be. Right. I like Andy's point that um, Michaela actually could have and should have been maybe the pro- the protagonist. Yeah, for um, sure. I think that's interesting. Yeah, because of um, her backstory with um, her dad stealing cars and her being yeah. a mechanic. Like, and that's the thing is like, that's a big tie in because Sam Witwicky is obviously a parallel to Spike Witwicky from G1. Who is just a little boy running around with a transformer. Right. Like that's, that's his, the entire his character. But his dad was some sort of like, engineer mechanic fix them all guy and it's just like those connections like that she has more in common with the g1 counterpart than sam witwicky actually does because all of the the lore and the significance of sam witwicky's character is created specifically for movie lore um with the grandfather and the glasses and sector seven and all of that stuff but no that's really interesting i think that um i mean obviously now uh, we're getting more uh, female-led uh, action blockbusters. For sure. This is the era something like that could happen, and it definitely um, could happen mm-hmm. in somebody else's hands. It's definitely not um, Bay's motif. No. But I like that a lot. And before we move on, this is where it falls on the scale. <laughs> right here. Go. Very, very close. Very good. Very close. Um, and speaking of, she actually accomplishes... A lot in the second one, too. Boy, howdy, does she. Um, subdues uh, a mini evil Decepticon, uh, flies around the world to save her boyfriend. Uh, just all kinds of accomplishments in the second one. She she is so capable. That is why she dumped him. Uh, for after sure. This. She's 100% like, dumped oh, him. I'm too good for you. <laughs> Wiki has the worst... He's a bad boyfriend. Like, that's just... He's... 100% just a bad boyfriend. Well, it's it suffers from that, like, we're going to show they're a couple or we're going to show dialogue by having, like, really biting humor. Or, like, it's like, I mean, you know, we joke about it all the time because we actually like each other. But, you know, when couples say little snide things and it's just like... I make fun of you constantly. That, that's not couple communication. Oh, but no. Yeah, not in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, genuine, where it's just like, yeah. Is this supposed to be romantic? Is this supposed to be endearing? Like, no. and the se- the second one really suffers from that because they didn't know what to do with that, and it's just like Sam going from the character that's awkwardly, you know, like I'm not a romantic friend. I could be, you know, like all of those awkward boyish scenes in the first one in the car yeah. scene go away, and in this one, he's just like, like, no, um, I, I, I can't. Uh, I can't settle because then you might leave me or you or like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I still don't really understand no. what they were going for with the logic. I don't understand a lot about this movie. Yeah. It's just like, uh, well, it was written during the writer's strike. 
And so it, that'll do it. It's notorious for that in that it was very kind of thrown together. And there's a couple of things that you can see that happening with. Um, but overall, yeah. it, it is still a linear story. I still like this, this one, I, I'll rewatch the first two endlessly. Yeah. I, 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 I love them so much. And um, there's so much in this one that still gets a lot right. Um, but you start to see the makings of the, oh, we yeah. don't really know if this is going to land uh, or if everybody's going to like this, but we're going to do it anyway kind of things. Yeah. Um, you know, you can tell they thought, oh, the the mystery puzzle thing was the big lure. Like, let's okay, so Wilson in this movie. Let's, let's do another uh, big mystery uh, where they got to solve the riddle and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, no. Um, and, and then they're like, okay, well, maybe the action was the big thing. And so they dial it up and have more military and transformer scenes. They have, um, the big epic battle with Optimus in the forest, uh, yeah. the highlight of this movie. For sure. Um, that was the best dang part. I, you know, like, I don't know if it was in, because Optimus in the first one gets a great, scene uh fighting bone crusher he has a couple of good scenes mm -hmm. fighting megatron but the final battle is very like off screen until megatron is shot by a bunch of missiles and so i feel like this was like okay here's here's how yeah. far we can go with uh, uh an awesome um and butt kicking optimus prime yeah no um and you know taking on three uh decepticons at once yeah. um I, I realized how much, like, how many events from this movie I get mixed up with events from the third movie. Because mm -hmm. I can't always remember which is which. <laughs> okay. It was like, the Constructicon scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. Yep. Like, that was one of the, that is the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. It's beautiful. It's, it's a lot of people's favorite, like, live action example yeah. of a Transformer. Um, For sure. You know, because... And, and and because it's so big, intricate, and all of that, like, I, I really like it. A lot of people, I mean, you know, it, it's that very uh, stereotypical, like, the, the Decepticons take on a very animalistic kind of design. Yeah, um, very similar. Yeah, well, um, just in the sense, like, you'll see a lot of them with the sort of um, digited legs. Um, yeah. A lot of, like more beast-like faces mm -hmm. they don't speak a lot you know it's just like that that's the clear example of like if they're standing upright they're probably an autobot if they're hunched and growly yeah. they're probably a decepticon well, like and that's another like little thing that i have with the bait movies is that you can tell which is which for the autobots i have so much trouble telling the decepticons apart because they're all like browns and grays and military vehicles like, it show me G1. I could tell you who Cyclonus is. <laughs> right. I could tell you, like, who these different characters are and that they are different Decepticons. Mm -hmm. I get so confused watching these movies sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and it, you could almost argue that's on purpose. Yeah. Uh, at least with, like, because, like, in general, you want it, like, is, is that our plane or their plane? You don't yeah. want them to know until it's too close. But, um, but yeah, when your main example of uh vehicles are browns greens and grays like yeah it does start to 
yeah. kind of blend together a little bit. Um, and it doesn't help that in there every now and then are just random yeah. um, Decepticon drone-like um, uh, minions and everything like that. But I will say, like, having now experienced more of Transformers, I'm I'm able to see and pick out, like, who is who a little bit easier. Well, it's hard, too, because in the movies, they do... They do try to echo some instances, mm-hmm. um, but it's not always like visual. So, like with Ironhide, um, they gave him a very like uh, Clint Eastwood kind of mm-hmm. gravelly voice sure. uh, because that was the voice Peter Cullen gave Ironhide. Mm-hmm. Um, is he red? Is he a van? No, but he sounds like Ironhide. Yeah. Um, Brennan, same. What with uh, Brennan? Yes. Or with with Brennan with, with uh, Brennan. Jennifer's body? Yeah. Yeah. That was an awakening for a lot of people. Amanda Seyfried, too. Uh, Leonard Nimoy is in the third yes, one, as well as Aunt, uh, Alan Tudyk in the third one as well. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is in the fifth one. Uh, money. He has, money. Yeah. Uh, he has well, so much money. Leonard Nimoy was a family favor because uh, Michael Bay is married to Leonard Nimoy's daughter. Yes, he is. Uh, and so that was the easiest one to get. <laughs> um, Alan Tudyk. I mean, Alan the dude is played a chicken. Okay, well, right. Like, he's such a fan of being in movies <laughs> that you could like wave a ham sandwich in front of him and he'll be in your movie. Exactly, he's amazing. Um, Anthony Alan. Hopkins, like we said, he had to pay off some debt. He was. We're not there yet. Um. So yeah, yeah uh, not all of the so like the constructor cons. Yeah, they're not going to be neon green because it turns out most construction equipment isn't neon green. Bah-bah-bah. It tends to be forest green or yellow um and because they went with such big stuff uh, like a lot of people don't like think about it but like construction vehicles are big yeah (laughs) they're bigger than your car and so all of these are very big boys um which means you're gonna get a lot of colors but not necessarily those distinct purple and greens Mm -hmm. um and so, like, the only green um, Constructicon is Overhaul. Um, yeah. You know, and so it's one of those things where it's just, like, and especially because, like, in the writer's room, the naming of Bay Formers is very, like, see what sticks kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell with many, like, they care. They're very selective, and they design them particularly. Like Jazz. Jazz looks like Jazz. I don't care what anybody says. He looks like Jazz. Mm-hmm. Um but then there's others where it's just like, um, like well, with Bone Crusher, right? Bone Crusher isn't even a Constructicon in this. No. Uh, he's definitely not neon green. So it's just like, okay, I guess that's Bone Crusher just because. Um, and so it's just like what what works, what sounds cool. Like Brawl was originally Devastator in the first one. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, and they have the money to do like a special edition and change one thing about this movie, which is one subtitle that's wrong, and yet they refuse to to this day, but when Brawl rolls out of the the, the um, tank farm, mm-hmm. he says, Devastator is rolling. Because that was his working name up until they released the toy. And Hasbro wins in that argument. Hasbro wins. Right? So it's just like... It's um, a slug slug. Yeah, it's just... It, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. 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 So, I like, I understand it. it like, loving the movie... Uh, characters and, and um, design, like, it's its own thing. 
it, it's absolutely its own thing. It's like people that like Deep Space Nine really love Deep Space Nine. They yes, don't necessarily do. they don't necessarily like every Star Trek though. That's fine. But it's it's like that with the movies. There's a Star Trek for everybody. There there are Transformers fans that only like the movies. There's mm -hmm. Transformers fans that like everything but the movies, and then there's the small group that likes both. But it it's not common. No. Um, and it's because it's just such its own language um for sure it's its own thing um yeah. but yeah i i i like so much the opening scene of revenge of the fallen is so good um i mean sideways gets two seconds of screen time but it's great it's yeah. gorgeous um, that's three what revenge of the fallen no that's two that's, that's two. yeah that's the that's right cause... the pyramids are aliens mm -hmm. thing yeah which is where you hated I things. immediately hate, okay, so <laughs> just because it was made by indigenous people does not mean that it's aliens. Just because you can't figure it out how something works doesn't mean it's aliens. <laughs> they were not in contact with aliens slash gods. Like, it's just human ingenuity. I am broadly in favor of the human race. That's one of my many, many downfalls. It, listen, man, it's not aliens. Sorry. So... You could still argue it's Don't. not alien. You can. You can still argue that it's not aliens because um, when the when the original Decepticons built the Star Harvester on Earth, yeah, it predated the pyramids. Okay. So human ingenuity could have been like, "Huh, I bet I could build that," mm -hmm. you know, and did like, and then they did, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be because the Fallen was uh, AFK at this point, uh, away from keyboard <laughs> for, for the uninitiated. Boy, howdy, that was a millennial thing. To uh, <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, you know, Andy, that's a good question. I don't know, but I love, I think he just showed up being right. Alan Tudyk personally. I love Dutch so much, uh, in that movie. He's a good um, but yeah, so it could be a little bit of, it, it's not like in the third one where there's definitively no, other way to put it than aliens, but it does mingle mm -hmm. alien human history, which is, is the overall point. Um, and so it doesn't have to be that they worship Transformers um, like that one AVP movie. Uh, yeah. It could just be that. That was uh, Incan people, not Egyptian people, though. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was it was the super race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I I subscribe to the theory that at one point it was a little less divisive in, in things, and so it's just like, you know, Mayans, Incans, like yes. everything came from somewhere. So this idea of just like, huh, this shares examples with multiple cultures, almost as if at one point humans got along. <laughs> you I know. know, I I love that theory because it gives me hope. Pangea. <laughs> Pangea, right. baby. Pangea is Unicron. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So it's gonna happen um, someday. To acknowledge the biggest criticism of the second one, mm. what? What What are you gonna say? What are you gonna? What, what, are you, what gonna do you think say? I'm gonna say? I know what I say, but what? I don't know what you're gonna say. What? It's the Transformers speaking in Ebonics is one of my many gripes for this movie. Yeah, the twins. So Mudflap and Skids yes. rub a lot of people the wrong way. As they should. Yeah. They're very stereotypical. And it's not it's not handled in a very nice way. Yeah. Like, 
the only thing that like I hold on to. Mm-hmm. So um, they're played by Tom Kenny and Reno Wilson. Yes. Um, Tom Kenny, I don't have to explain. Reno Wilson is a great voice actor as well. He played Frenzy in the first movie, actually. Really? He plays Brains in the third movie. Um, he's just a common mm-hmm. creature voice actor. Um, they came up with this. Yes. They like, did. you know, like when you um, see interviews, uh, rare interviews where they're together, but when you see interviews or when you hear them talk about it, they're just like, we just thought it was, was funny. Now, mm-hmm. That's a perfect example of being like, okay, yeah, we we thought it was funny. We weren't sensitive to what other people may think. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, I at least know it it wasn't. Yeah. Hey, can you be a little more gangster? Like, hey, can yeah. you, you know, it was it wasn't fed to them. Yeah, no, it's that mixed with the exaggerated features that they chose for. Yeah, the Transformers that, as that's well. m- that's more, a little bit more. <laughs> that's definitely inexcusable. Yeah. Um, because I feel like if it wasn't for both at once i feel like the characterization wouldn't hurt so much mm-hmm. um and because it's definitely the okay this isn't just their character this is a caricature yeah um at that point uh and it doesn't help that the comics basically like their explanation for it was they were like like tortured uh it, like they didn't always look and talk mm. and act that way uh, but they were captured by that's not good. Thundercracker and Dead End, I believe, uh, is the Transformer. Um, that's why, and and you could tell the author of this story didn't like Revenge of the Fallen um, because that's how he explains Skids and Mudflap. That's how he explains the RC Sisters as well because it's just like, oh, they they look like that because they were mutilated, and it's just like. Maybe they could just look maybe like they, that. Maybe they're just <laughs> fembots. Like, right, get like, over it. it. It was a design choice to make m- motorcycles make sense. Um, you know, who knew? Uh, now, that point. said, RC's uh, 2007 movie concept art, because she was last minute replaced with Jazz, that is peak movie RC oh, yeah. for me. Um, but... Uh, in design, I could go get everything it. like that. Yeah, I should have um, brought over some of my favorites <laughs> just to show. Uh, that that would be devastator, Amy. Yep. That would be uh, devastator. Um, but uh, yeah, that's obviously the biggest um, like sour taste in a lot of people's mouths, and it's understandable. Yeah. Um, I think there's times where uh, they're very funny. I love when they're the ice cream truck no, in the beginning. Sure. I like that. Um, I like when they're fighting Devastator. Uh, it's the moments where you can tell that the live action was happening. They were filming a scene, and then the last minute, it was just a lot of riffing and mm-hmm. figuring out what you were going to do with these characters. For sure. And that's why I think it doesn't work, is it's just like, it's very disconnected. Um, unlike other moments where Transformers interact, where it feels like, no, they're not there, but it, it something is happening. Yeah they feel so pasted on yeah. uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and, and again, that was that grab at maybe they thought the humor was the thing. And it, wasn't. Uh, it ended up losing a lot of people. The only humor that you need is the parents. Oh, and yeah. That's it. All the time. All the time. They are, yeah. they are so amazing. They are. Um, and, and again, that's where that improv comes in handy because it's mm-hmm. just a lot of 
you know, spitballing and, and magic happens. For sure. Um, and so, yeah, but overall, I really love it. I love the lore that it introduced. Uh, the IDW comics did amazing things with it, with mm -hmm. the, um, the prequel uh, comic series Alliance and Defiance. Uh, highly recommend uh, reading those. They're very cheap on Comixology. Um, if you want to understand the Transformers movie lore, uh, you have to read the comics. I mean, you do. <laughs> you you but, absolutely but have those to. especially. If you want to understand the whole All Spark Megatron thing from the first one, if you want to yep. understand who the Fallen is and all this other stuff, because they don't explain nothing. You, they are just thrown into it. Right. You're just well, like, I mean, business guy. So I've said many a time, like the the big thing with the Bay Transformers movies is they're Michael Bay action movies, and mm -hmm. the Transformers happen to be in them. Yeah. Um. And that's one of those things. It's just like you don't typically see um, of some of your big players the the how and the why and the backstory. You just need them to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Right? Um, but with Transformers, there is nothing but backstory. Like, yeah. It doesn't, to, it doesn't work without it. it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a big pitfall to these movies is they don't linger on the Transformers enough in these early iterations no. and so it's it's almost like they weren't confident they could sell themselves no. um or that they could be the the center uh of attention and then after this point they're just making shit up just completely <laughs> fairly i mean the third one i i've come around to a lot um yeah. i remember really being excited for it i remember watching the first trailer during the super bowl way back when super bowl, um yeah. And I was really excited because there was a lot of promise. And I mean, obviously this was touting to be, you know, trilogies were just the unspoken completion yeah. uh, back in the day. Like if it was a trilogy, that's all you needed, A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was the third one. This was the wrap up. This was the one that was gonna end happily and perfectly and all that. Um, and a lot happened in the real world that I that definitely influenced this movie. For sure. Um, and obviously also, you know, Michael Bay is a taskmaster in the sense that if you give him something, he'll do it. Mm -hmm. But you, you won't always get his interest in it. Mm -hmm. um, like the first one. Yeah, it's like, oh, a challenge. Like, this yeah. is new. This is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. The second one, I think, left a bad taste in his mouth because of the writer's strike, because of the, the work to get it done. And so by the time he comes around this one, it's just like, you know, it's very exasperated. Yeah, it's it's very tired. Yeah. And so it tries. Um, I've come to like, uh, for the most part, the attempt. There was an attempt made. There was an attempt made. Leonard Nimoy was in it. Mm. And just a fantastic delivery. Sentinel of, Prime oh, is sure. amazing. I, I in the theater because we went to see this in the theater. Lucky me. We were we we just went to see movies. <laughs> That's it. You That's what we did as a family. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, but no, yeah, you my family know. loves me very much. You're that amazing. was a joke. Um, I remember me and Dad freaking out in the theater when he says the line the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one well and that's so but you always do that i do because it's part of the line but that's the point exactly that, no 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 
No, the point is that he left off the part that makes that matter. Yeah. He, his mindset is stuck on the needs of the finny, many outweigh the needs of the few. Yes. Meaning that he is making the right choice for the many uh, at the expense of the few. Optimus is the counter. Optimus is the one to 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 He's um, actually yeah. the one because he, because Sentinel Prime is the one. I was raised by a God-fearing nerd. So I have to finish that line <laughs> right. when it's said. I can't so, help it, okay? Uh, which, fun fact for you, Andy, um, before it was uh, settled that this was going to be uh, Sentinel Prime, it was going to be Ultra Magnus. Ultra um, Magnus, big and, daddy. Um, I kind of prefer that they kept it, or they, they switched it to Sentinel Prime because Sentinel Prime is historically a douche canoe. Um, yeah. And so this just fits. Uh, rather than tarnishing the good name of Ultra B Magnus. Uh, <laughs> Ultra B Magnus' full name. Ultra Brian Magnus. It yes, is it is a Star, Star Trek, Trek line. line. Um, and, and, My favorite Star Trek and line. And not a shoehorned in line no, either. No, it like, makes complete sense. It's, it is it it is absolutely necessary. And, and it's almost underlying it if you didn't get it already. Yeah. Uh, why this clearly um deified figure of the mm -hmm. Autobot lore would uh shake hands with Megatron, you know, mm -hmm. who would go in with um the bad guys. Um but I mean it's the same reason that if you read the comics you find out that Megatron fell for is, you know, the greater good kind of uh mentality. Yeah. Um the idea of, you know, what's a few lives and a few people and a few galaxies uh, if you and yours survive, you know? Yeah. Um, it's this selfish nature that's very um, antithetical to Optimus and what he represents and what he believes he was taught in that freedom is everyone's right. Yeah, and so all are one. Yeah, and, you know, it's a lesson that in the latest movie Optimus learns where it's just like, you know, if saving us and ours puts others at expense, then it's not worth it. It's a lesson you know? that he's learned so many times at this point. <laughs> you would think, but <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it, it's easy to get single-minded. Um, sure. and, and so, you know, in, in this one, the, the way to escalate it is to kind of flip the table, which yeah. was the big intent is this is the one that sets up the, Oh, transformers are bad. Um, thing. Um, and so it's the one where because Sentinel betrays them and all this other stuff, um, basically humans get very anti-transformer um, in this and following. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of understandable. Fair. Like stuff happens. They destroyed a couple lots, cities. Yeah, lots of people died. And so, but I, I mean, it's it's an interesting unfolding because um, because of having the familiar characters like we haven't talked about, but like... Um, you know, uh, Major Linux's character. Yeah. Um, you have Epps. Played by you have, Brooklyn brand, Timothy Olyphant. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, Josh Duhamel. You have Tyrese Gibson as uh, Epps. Fantastic. You know, a, a good pairing and good leading men. Yeah. You know, good good uh, guys for you to kind of cheer behind. Yeah. And so... And John Turturro, who I just... Right. Mm. So being on this He's journey, you feel this sort of, like uneasiness with all you, like you feel for the Autobots for sure um, that they're should. caught up in this ploy to um, basically uh, tarnish their name 
so that humans turn on them uh, and unwittingly uh, hand themselves over to the Decepticons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I do enjoy a well done um, humans working with the Decepticons story like this one. Yeah. You know, you got McSteamy Hottie, Dreamy Man. Yes. Um, Patrick Dempsey. That's his name. <laughs> um, who has apparently been working, well, his dad has been working with the Transformers since 1969. He's a simp. Yes. Um, because uh, it turns out the moon landing was real, but it was aliens. Uh, I think I Buzz Aldrin in this movie. It was, it was all in an attempt to uh, basically get a look at a Transformer ship that crashed on the moon. Um, and hence why it's called Dark of the Moon. I guess they couldn't say Dark Side of the Moon. No, because it's copyrighted. Apparently. So Dark of the Moon. Mm -hmm. um, I hate the title. but It's um, bad. It's a bad title. I, I like the overall plot. It's fine. I mean, it, it's it's a G1 episode on yeah. steroids, basically, uh, where Megatron did the exact same thing, just without Sentinel Prime. Exactly. Um, but I, the, the twisty twist of Sentinel Prime is just so good. Um, mm -hmm. Leonard Nimoy is a Transformer. He hasn't done that in, like, 30 years at this point, because no. he was the original Galvatron. Yes, he was. Um, and then Frank Welker quickly took back the role uh, for the show. I guess Leonard Nimoy didn't have a good time either. It's like Judd Nelson wasn't a uh, hot rod in um, the show, unfortunately. No, but he's French now. Yeah. So whatever. I guess. They could have got Judd Nelson back. I wish they would have. Animated they... did. Stupid, stupid French. <laughs> Stup I, mm, we just watched this movie, so it is fresh in my mind. <laughs> I hate the accent, but I, I cannot get rid of it. <laughs> I'm just going to quietly hold this up for a second. Yeah, so where do we stand? So we've got down here got t1 t2 a little further down t3 even further down is t4 age of extinction and then way past the motor combat worse than annihilation, annihilation. worse nice. than annihilation <laughs> but better than the howling three that's that's a fair statement buzz did not punch anybody no because uh and i i think the i think how you get buzz aldrin in your movies is just confirm that the moon landing was real for sure that's all he cares about because that otherwise he'll punch you. Um, yeah. So age of extinction um, is actually one two that I've come around to on some elements. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like the movie as a whole because this is the point where again, an exasperated uh, Michael Bay is approached and told to make a lot of money with the transformers movie. And he did. And this was a record setting movie. This was, he's got Tushi in it. Yeah. It, How could I mean, it not be? It it did, and and to Michael Bay's chagrin, even because that like that's why he ended up doing the fifth one because he was just it was like there's no way. But if I'm gonna do it, we're gonna change like, drastically. Fine. And so, um, as clunky as things are, I can do a visual essay on the first three movies and make it work and make it make sense. You can't with the fourth one. No, it directly it's contradicts a lot. <laughs> it's back to the basics of like, let's sexualize this teenager. Right. Which oh is my gosh! To the point where they actually like talk. I, I mean, 
like when you when her, you pull out the Romeo and Juliet law, it's just like oh, uh, he's like 20, 24, 20, 23. I don't know. He's, he's too old. She's um, like seventeen. He has a laminated copy <laughs> of the like, Romeo and like Juliet happens law. happens a lot. In his wallet. The one right thing that Mark Wahlberg as Cage Yeager almost did was kill this guy because he like should have like that man is Dad of the Year award mm, at, at that point, but like disgusting. It's just nasty. Like this is what I, this is where I get it with human characters yeah. in these movies. Like this is where I'm like, oh yeah, they, they suck for sure. Um, because the things I like about Age of Extinction. Um, the one human, Stanley Tucci, for sure. Stanley Tucci is the best. Two human humans, everything. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer is an amazing villain yes, in he this. Is. I love he him as good. this shadowy, evil uh, guy with his own intentions and everything. Like, yeah, Transformium is dumb. Oh yeah, can I hate we, that. Can we lighten the mood real quick with with a Bobby B laugh, please? Because <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting hot. Yes, I'm getting hot. absolutely. <laughs> It's so good. Bernie Mac is amazing. Oh, it's so good. I R.I.P. Love that so much. R.I.P. It is such a bad movie. <laughs> uh, I I feel like that was legitimate rage that was from Mark funny. Wahlberg. Not, it, not just a beer bottle, a freaking Bud Light. Right. In uh, the a warm Bud Light in the middle. Uh, of the a nasty warm Could you Bud imagine? Light that he quickly throws away and spits out. Because <laughs> it's a Bud Light. It, like that's why that's why I'm like it, that was legit rage because it's just like you got to do this brand deal, Mark. You got to do it. We got to see it. you. We got to see you. And it's just oh my gosh. And he's just like this ain't beer. Um. Yeah, I, I love lockdown. Um, lockdown is cool. The villain transformer, the only villain transformer. I get a little lockdown in right this. Uh, huh? Don't don't I? The little red one that I have. No, that's sideswipe, baby. That's right. Yeah. Um. No, I was going to say, like, I don't own a lockdown. I want to. Um, I'll get you a lockdown. Uh, if you find one, call 1-800-J-Dub, because uh, I'd love to add. I don't add... think that's enough letters. <laughs> I, well, you know, that's why no, it wait. works. It's four. So, yes, it is. Well, not not for 1-800. It's three, then four. J-Dub works. 1-800-911-J-Dub. <laughs> 1-800-KISS uh, with one S. Right. J-Dub. Um, yeah, I love. I, I originally hated the very like uh, human realistic face they did for him because this was the era where they started doing that, where it's just like, oh, Transformers look like people. Don't like that. Um, it's and- like the animated kissable lips on the Transformers. It's very specific. <laughs> well, I that works, but it's just you like can kiss Optimus Prime. It, you know, in the in the first one, it's just like eyes, mouth, like. We're not going to explain it because, no. you know, it's just hard to draw anything else. But when you do that on, like, these very hyper-realistic ones, it just doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Lockdown looks better than what would come later, and so it worked for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think he's great. He's um, he's a Lamborghini uh, Venator. Uh, uh, absolutely sexy as H uh, vehicle. I just, like, and it eats up the screen whenever it's on there mm-hmm. and it's very brief but whenever it's on screen like it is a music video commercial like three guys just bought a lamborghini because of that scene like yeah. i just love it and he killed tj miller so it's like at points good for you <laughs> why don't we all just kill tj miller oh my gosh he's he's an annoying like all the all the humans are annoying but um 
you know, and at first I didn't like the whole Optimus thing with this one. This is the first time I'm really like, oh, I get it. People like, this is why people don't like Optimus Prime. He's just so aggressive. But like, after rewatching it uh, a few times, like realizing this is the one time he has a reason to be a little more unlikable. Yeah. Um, you know, like finding out that your comrades were killed by your former human comrades and all this stuff. Like, this is actually a pretty complex character journey for Optimus. Like, they don't do enough with it, but like, even the premise of it is really interesting to me. The idea yeah. of, in a lot of people's minds, this incorruptible leader actually like losing some faith and, and going a little dark is interesting. Mm -hmm. Again, it goes nowhere, but it's interesting. And then all of the <laughs> progress is undone by the next movie. Oh yeah. Like, well, and that's the thing is it's just yeah. like, at this point he gave up trying to characterize Optimus because he, he gave up on everything <laughs> in the last night. He's absent for 80% of the movie. 90% I would argue. 95. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. In, in fact, he only, uh, his truck only appears in one scene. For like five seconds. And so like you can see that, and, and that's, and so this is the thing I'd advocate for people to understand is it's just like when the creators care, I feel like you actually get a good movie, even if it's oh, different than what sure. you wanted or expected, mm -hmm. right? The first movie is a clear example of this. Never mind, I'd argue that about at least the second one as well, but for sure, definitively, the first one is a passion project. Yeah. And I think it benefits from the creators behind yeah. it. The fifth movie. <laughs> yeah. When the creators don't care or when they're pressured to complete a project quickly or on a tighter budget mm -hmm. or when the director's intent on filming this ridiculous Dark Ages battle scene. Which isn't even accurate. Um and then being like, hey, I need you to animate all these characters yeah. for the leftover budget. Yeah. Like, it, it's going to produce a less liked, a less interesting, yeah. a less good movie. How many times did I yell while watching that movie? <laughs> So many. So many Because times. it emphasizes, unlike other ones where it's just like, okay, I guess. Sure. This one really leans on history as its lore. Why? Why would the Knights of the Round Table stuff be in Latin? They didn't speak now, Latin. They spoke Celtic. My one thing is, um, much like with the redesign of Optimus in Age of Extinction, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, like, this looks cool. I just don't like that it, I don't like what and how mm -hmm. it replaced the yeah. original. Because I love the original Optimus movie design. Um, you know, the, the idea of these Transformer Knights. I like this they lore. Cool. I like I like what they're going for, but I don't like it at the expense of replacing pre-established lore. Yeah. Like, we already had all this stuff. We had all of this reasoning for why the Transformers are, where they're coming from, and what they yep. do and look and like. And then we're just going to completely scrap and that. And we completely <laughs> replace that. It's just like, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it... If you wanted to do a new thing, just do just a do new it. thing. Just, right, like, just make a different Transformer. Exactly. Or or make a whole nother movie. It doesn't even have yeah. to be Transformer. Like, there's so many reasons why this could have also been a better movie than it was. And that's what's frustrating it about it, is it's disappointing. And yeah. it didn't have to be. No, I will say Cogsworth is a character in that movie. <laughs> I love the little he? devil. 
boy is he. I he love that guy. He's in the wrong movie, <laughs> I think. He's a great character in a god-awful movie. Uh, Marky Mark's character is not related the to Merlin lady. Andy. I can't remember her name is. Vivian. Vivian. Vivian! There are so <laughs> many women in this franchise that uh, are not very well characterized. Right. At least until um, more recently. Very thank true. goodness. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, like four and five definitely are this downward curve. Even if you look at financial successes, even if you look at any good things that might have come out of. They did the Dinobots wrong. Arguably yeah. the coolest characters. Well, but and then in, in Age of Extinction 2, they, they, the, they call them knights. The crux of the movie, Age of Extinction, right. is the Dinobots. They show up for five minutes. And, and they are knights somehow. But then know. they're not knights. They're, there's different knights. And then also, where did they go? <laughs> like, what, what happened to them? Why weren't they in the final battle? I yeah. feel like they could have helped. Where was Slug? Just drop Grimlock on on Eclipse. Yeah. On, on the Eclipse. On uh, Unicron. <laughs> yes. And game Skull. over. Just game over. <laughs> get, go back to getting, like, the hyper-intelligent Grimlock. <laughs> Do what they did then. And then just release him. And yeah, it's the movie just, would be over in 15 minutes. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, <sighs> so like there's a clear dip and then there's this like Whoop. careful, like quiet attempt at like resuscitating the franchise. Mm -hmm. um, in 2018, Bumblebee happens. Bumblebee does happen. And it's a very small and safe movie. Um, and I'm so glad that it did get a follow yeah. up because... Yeah, when you go back and watch it, it's like a blip on the radar. Like, it, it's a very soft movie. It's, I mean, completely different than anything that came before yeah. it. Um, and that's why I love it. But it's so good. It's so good. Like, if I could show the thing again, because I have updated it while we're talking. Yeah. Down here. It's closer to TPM. It's above Transformers 1 for me. Because it is so different than anything else. It's got such good human characters as well as, you know, John Cena. Love John oh Cena. Oh my gosh, big I fan. love that man. I love his it's big John rectangular Cena. head. He is so rectangular. <laughs> it's amazing. He is a it went for the stacking and whatnot. <laughs> you know? he, looks, he looks like he would fit perfectly in one of those crates at the end of Oh uh, my gosh. Temple, no, not Temple of Doom. Uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. Missed opportunity to with, put him in one of those crates. No, missed opportunity <laughs> for him to be Duke in the G.I. Joe. Yo. Or, like if he comes back. I hope so, because he's amazing. Oh my god. I love everything that he did man such touches. A good job. Um, like I, I'm Baby here for the John Cena takeover. Yeah. Um, I, the opening scene with the, uh, the paintball. That, oh, that yeah. was so good. He's so funny. He's so, he, he's just so good at, oh, at, sure. at doing things. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yes, Andy, that opening to Bumblebee. It's so good. Because I remember, you know, obviously it's like, oh, yeah. a Bumblebee movie. We see some glimpses. We see some for things. Sure. It's like. Okay, it's going to be interesting. It's just about Bumblebee. So no. we sit down, we're ready to watch, and then it opens up on Cybertron, and I'm just like... Dude, okay. What? So, Blew my mind. I remember us watching that, and you were, like, gripping me because you're so excited. Right. And you're pointing out all well, of these different... Because it kept going, too, because it's just, Freaking. like, bronze there. You, shockwave. Shockwave. And, and he sounds like Shockwave. It's Corey Flip Burton. Jumper. It's He's vocoded. Um, yeah. You do have Gray Delisle instead of Susan Blue as as RC, but 
you know, she was the, she is the modern yeah. RC. Um, but yeah, you have Ironhide, Ratchet, you have the Seekers, uh, many of them, but um, so Starscream is in the background. Yeah. Um, you have uh, Oscar Singleton Jr. Uh, as Soundwave. Color-coded. Um, oh my gosh, they yeah. So, the moment where Soundwave turns, it looks so good. It does. <laughs> and that's the thing, is it's just like, do I love satellite Soundwave? For sure. Absolutely. It looks cool. Um, and in his ways, he looks like Soundwave. But again, yeah. it's it's through this translation. Yeah, it's in what he's doing, not necessarily what it this is. This is absolute. This is this is this Soundwave. is Soundwave. This is this is how Primus intended him to look. <laughs> <laughs> the way um, that Primus intended. And did you blow out the candle? No, I did not. Though the fan did. Oh, I, okay. I thought I you were assume. gonna blame it on Annabelle. Annabelle again. might have. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I it just kept going and going. It was so um, good. The epic entrance of Optimus as well, hearkening to the uh, original 86 movie. I like so much. It was a opening of a movie that was crafted with so much love and so much intention. Well, and, and that's the so thing good. is it's just like it's a micro dose of yeah. what you expect the whole movie to be. And it's not that the rest of it's no. low quality or any, but, but you can tell good. from that moment. This was made by passionate people. Oh, this was made sure. by fans, much like the moments where in. Like in the first movie, man, like um, when Jazz, like spot for spot transforms the same way that he does in G1 by jumping yeah. and kind of like, like frog leaping into his mode yeah. when he good. transforms and like wraps himself around Brawl as he's transforming to reference Cup jumping on Blitzwing. Like that's, <laughs> that's stuff that only fans would be like, yeah. oh, but they do it yeah. and it's amazing. And it's no. just like. Yeah, Ugh. nobody would know who's who on that screen except for fans. Yeah, because these are transformers that have not been on screen in so long. Yeah, not in this faithful of an iteration because clearly yeah. they were hearkening, like they wanted to blend the the transformers as we knew it in live action yeah. with how they began, which yeah. is how so many people like time capsule them. Like Soundwave is blue and silver period like yeah that's you know like what he looks that like. sound waves colors you know and so not just having like the essence of blue and red for optimus prime um yeah. although the flames are cool i will defend that cool. until i die like it just looks ba man i like the more boxy opening or opening front of the truck mm -hmm. for optimus i mean his back truck is not bad in the Bayverse, but I uh, it's not it's not mac it's what a Peterbilt. It? I'm sorry, I've only seen the Cars movie once. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Peterbilt, um, and in the newer iteration is a Freightliner. But yeah, gotcha. the, okay. the flat nose is what you like. The snubby. The snubby. Yeah, I mean, and that's classic. And I think that Rise of the Beast does even better of a job yes, it does. of making that work a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, I like because as iconic yeah. as it is, it is relatively small. Yeah. Um, they gave him back his boobies. Yeah, well, that's one thing should. I love about, you know, like, say what you will, but in, in the Bay film, in the first three especially, like, he is beefy. He is he intimidating. When you stack him against the rest of them, like, that's he the guy stacked. in charge. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's just like, it, it clearly communicates a presence. Yeah. Um, we love a Transformer with wheel butt cheeks. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah, and then, but then 
even following that greatness uh, is, like I said, a softer, heartfelt movie. Yeah. Um, and well-written. Yeah. What What's funny is somebody was like, I remember they were like, this is the second Volkswagen Beetle movie to make me uh, cry. And the first one's Herbie. And it's just like, girl, same. Wow. Like, I didn't think about it. But I loved that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, like it, it's a nice reprieve from yeah. like it has the action. It has the humor. But the moment where she's fighting with her mom mm -hmm. uh, about, you know, talking about her dad. Yeah. Is so heartfelt that it made me cry in the theater well in the scenes where you know she's explaining it to bumblebee and everything yeah. and when you realize she's acting alone and at communicating all of those feelings yeah she's talking to a car and never mind that this is happening in 2018 for us yeah. but like yeah it's just like wow this is way more like emotional of yeah. a transformers movie than I expect, like, this is what a human-led Transformers movie should be. Because oh, for sure. no matter what you say, it is still human-led. Mm -hmm. um, but the characters are so much more identifiable and enjoyable, yeah. for sure. Everything from Charlie as the, the main lead um, to John Cena as the heel um, there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Look at you. I, and I love it, too, because I always, I like, the, the boardroom scene cracks me up when they're trying to convince you know, uh, the military leadership to comply with the Decepticons. He's like, they're literally called Decepticons. Like, does that not raise any red flags for yeah. you? Like, I just, I love it. He's just so funny and he loves it too. He was, for sure. I, I loved the promotional circuit that he was a part of for, for this because was, he had so much fun. Was that the, are you sure about that uh, era where he's just like popping out of signs and stuff? <laughs> Or was that later for Peacemaker? I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know I what you're talking about. I just remember so many GIFs and clips of John Cena being silly. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember where they're from. Because right. I've just seen the GIFs and clips. He's amazing. He is. Um, and then I do have to shout out. Because nobody, nobody ever, ever talks about the Decepticons in this movie. Oh, they're pretty. But Shatter and Dropkick. Yeah. Yes, that's their names. Shatter is the, the red one. Played mm -hmm. by Angela Bassett. Mm like all hail oh my god they knew it herself they knew what they were doing like it was just like i mean because obviously with a name like shatter and dropkick those aren't your typical transformer names that all the dropkick kind of is but yeah like they're they're very secondary yeah and they have to be because they're gonna fight bumblebee bumblebee For sure. can't beat megatron he can't beat these major players although apparently he can beat blitzwing uh with a single missile I'm sorry, but whatever. Uh, that's one of those things that pull me out in this otherwise perfect movie is I'm just like, yeah, I needed a little more. I need a, if, if ever there was a time for the military to be the ones that killed the Decepticons, I think that was it because uh, Bumblebee just took a tumble down the mountain. There's no way, like, I, I don't know. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, like they've got to be mm -hmm. generic minions. Yeah, but sure. they are both funny and just absolutely just like B.A. Uh, and mostly because of Angela Bassett. For sure. Um, she can't help it. It just, it works. I love it too because... Um, Even in the Bad Critters movie, she was amazing. Oh yeah. She rules everything she does. Um, and and I love that she calls the human friend pal. Like, I, I, I'm like, I don't know if she's like messing with him or if she thinks that's his name. You know, because it's that C-3PO thing of, yes, Sir Luke. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, dumb robots. Um, 
but anyway, so thank God that worked and was successful because now uh, we get number we, one on the list. Many years later now, um, but uh, yes, five years after the fact, we finally get the sequel, uh, Rise of the Beasts, and um, much like I didn't know what to expect, I just wanted to love Transformers again when I stepped into Bumblebee. Um, I had high hopes now for this. I like I had no, expectations. I so wanted success, and uh, yeah, it delivered. Despite the Anthony Ramos of it all and his personal life being what it is, the movie slaps. Like it is so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, we're in that era of fans making things for fans. I think, yeah. and um, and it's not that under Michael Bay there weren't fans. No. But when you have someone it was different fans, yeah, when you have someone like Michael Bay leading, it's it's always going to pull along the fans. Like, yeah. it's always going to still be Michael Bay led. Yeah. Um, whereas in this case with right. Stephen Campbell Jr., I feel like he's a fan's fan for sure. Um, and I feel like that's shown through because of the choices he made mm -hmm. and the pushes he made. Um, with this movie. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, right after the success of Bumblebee, they decide, all right, let's go Beast Wars. Yeah. You know? And like, they did. If anything could have flopped, it would have been translating and, like, uh, justifying Beast Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I don't think we've gotten that. I love that spinoff, though. But taking any influence from Beast Wars... Uh, is is risky business and it paid off i think i think mm. that was the big for sure that was a big appeal um and never mind that it helped whether this was because of covid or what choices led to this but this is probably the movie with the most transformer screen time yeah and it is a transformers led movie and it does not sacrifice story in the slightest you get so yeah. many good optimus prime moments mm-hmm you get so many good Optimus Primal moments. Just like the moment where he's talking to, what's her name? Remind me. It's Bird. Oh, uh, Air Razor. Air Razor. Um, where he's just like, this is this is the guy I'm named after. <laughs> Seriously? Well, yeah. And I, I like the dynamic because it's one of those things where it could have gone... I don't know. It like when you have two optimuses. Yeah. It, it's hard to pull off mm -hmm. without demeaning one or or lessening one or sidelining one. Yeah. Um, and I think because of the choices with Optimus Optimus Prime's story that they chose yeah. to make, um, it helped it work where it yeah. didn't feel. It felt like a hand up. It didn't feel like one mm -hmm. was being clearly made the prime prime. Prime prime. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Optimus clearly being very, you know... Um, He's jaded in this movie. Yeah, because, like, this is fresh off of losing Cybertron and all this, and mm -hmm. the choice to portray him as distrustful of humans and, all, like, Fair. you know, and, and very single-minded of, like, we've got to save Cybertron. We won't be happy, mm -hmm. we won't be good until we save Cybertron, and I won't... I won't settle because my self-worth is tied into this mm -hmm. um until we do that because you know the idea that he's let people down and that's why they're in the situation they're in now that's why bumblebee yeah. dies um 
Yeah, we talked you know? about that before we went into the, yeah. the theater. Like, if, do, do you think that Optimus is going to die this time? Or how do you think he's going to die this time? Yeah, well, because early on, I'm just like, I, I didn't expect anything. And then the more trailers they showed, the more I'm just like, I think they're going to fake this out with Bumblebee. Um, yeah. And, and inevitably that is what they do, mm-hmm. uh, which I appreciate. I appreciate them re-diverting expectations, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, it's the sequel you want to escalate. And For I sure. appreciate the, and you know, the what? balls. We're back to uh, Bumblebee being a little cutie pie truther. I am 100%. <laughs> he is baby. And he is precious, and he should be just protected at any costs. I adore Bumblebee. Well, yeah, because at the end of Bumblebee, he scans the Camaro, and you're like, oh, oh. okay, I guess this really is going to tie into the other movies, mm-hmm. um, which Rise of the Beast definitely does away with a lot of that. Uh, I mean, you could still, I guess, headcanon it, but I think it clearly shows this is its own thing. Um but, you know, it's just, it, you could be led to believe, like, oh, okay, so now he's going to be that Bumblebee and, and yeah. stuff. And, no, he's very much still Bumblebee as he's become, um, uh, thanks to the 2018 movie and everything. He's still the young one. He's still yeah. the, the kid. He baby. Um, he's still fun. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's interesting because, obviously, they trade him out for Mirage, and it works. Oh, boy, does it work. Like, like I, I, I didn't expect that. One of the many conversations that we had going in was of the casting, because mm-hmm. Lazakoshi as RC, I was a little bit... Yeah, because you had a reference. I was just like, yeah. I don't know who that is. I know it's not yeah. who I expected to be. And, you know, having seen Prime and G1 and a little bit of animated and having RC as wife material, obviously, she's fantastic. But in the movie completely blown away it was not at all what i was expecting and then pete davidson on top of that oh yeah because he was one of the first ones announced and i'm just like pete davidson really is this the attempt to stay hip and cool like what what are we doing here but from the second Um, he references dumb and dumber (laughs) that's when i was one over (laughs) yeah like i mean and it's nothing with pete davidson personally it's just like i've never really thought he was the funny guy um, that everybody else thought, mm-hmm. and, and I never really... You're not an SNL fan. Yeah, and I never sunk into the characters that he's always been kind of attributed to and known for. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I didn't have a reason to like him. He also doesn't have a dad. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Um, but here, clearly, he's just, he steps his whole foot into the character of mm-hmm. Mirage, and I think it pays off, because, you know, he doesn't feel like Pete Davidson behind a character. He feels like a character. Yeah. Would you say that he puts his entire Pete David Sosie into the character? <laughs> uh, I I would actually, because uh, it worked. Because by the end yeah. of it, like the relationship he had um, with uh, Anthony's character, relationship um, indeed, and you know the the feelings you feel for him and yeah. everything. Like you're like you you're bought in. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the movie, you're bought in. It's just like all right, cool, 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 cool. There are so many excellent scenes in this dang movie that we could fill a whole other hour just talking about the best bits like the warehouse scene where you know mirage is introduced not even before that the highway chase scene Mm -hmm. where he just straight up kills a cop 
Yeah, they, they aren't walking away from that no. one, unfortunately. Mirage says ACAB. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, it definitely is one of those times where you're just like, I know this is a movie stunt. In but, real life, that guy did not walk away. No. <laughs> He went full speed into a barrier. He's... Mm. Um, yeah, and I mean, there are certain scenes that didn't make it. There's a whole Optimus versus Scourge thing in Peru that didn't make it. Yeah. And, and that's one of those things is like, I feel like certain instances were COVID related. Yeah. Um, because we trade out what would have been action scenes, I think, intercut with city scenes with the human characters. Yeah. And we trade that out for the scenes with the Transformers um, along the mountainside road, mm -hmm. which that whole setting is clearly CGI. Um, and that's not a criticism. It's just obvious that it is. But I feel like it was easier to pull off when that action scene that you filmed yeah. couldn't be cut to uh, human scenes that you couldn't film. No. Because um, that's the thing. With stunt cars and everything like that, you can do that without people, or you can do that with one person in a vehicle. Um you know, during COVID and get away with it, but you can't do crowd scenes and all this other stuff. No. Um, you know, there, there were iterations uh, of, I don't think a different movie in the grand scheme of things, but no. different points in the same movie. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it, it all lands for me. Um, oh, absolutely. We have one of our first, other than Charlie, uh, actually useful female characters in the franchise. Elena is a fantastic character. Yeah, and abs a lead in her own right um, yeah. as well. And and like you said, actually contributing. Actually, and, and not just... the movie would not happen without Elena. And right. having the choice to have a person of color in that role, fantastic. Uh, well, I mean, both leads yeah. being people of color. Like, there's nary a white person until the uh, post credit scene. Yeah, actually... <laughs> And, and, and uh, Elena's uh, boss, obviously. Yeah. Oh. And that that one scene with the curation, oh. you know, where it's just Ooh. like clearly you taking uh, knowledge from people that uh, know better than you. Yeah. Um, and refusing to give them credit, not uh, one, but refusing to help them get to a place. Mm. Absolutely. Like, and that's the thing is, it's just like I I love that because um, different people and fans of all walks of life are able to come into mm -hmm. projects like this we're able to get stories that represent other people yeah like something that legitimately happens um even still where white people advance um on uh the shoulders of people of color mm -hmm. um where active work is being done to suppress people of color and yeah. their voice and presence um not even just you know. that, like the scene at the hospital too, where like that was heartbreaking. Yeah, like well, in the prejudgment too, yeah. just like you know, you're not trying, you're you're not, um, you don't want to pay off your your yeah. little brother's hospital bills, you know, like you can't, you know, right? And, but this assumption that because of yeah. who he is, yeah. um, that that that's somehow purposeful, mm -hmm. like. You know, but these are things that happen and people think, and it's it's great to get those voices heard through this media because hopefully it makes people think. It's not meant to be that thing that rubs people's noses in it. It's just meant to be an example that hopefully next time you treat someone else differently exactly. because of, like, like that's all these things are. That's all representation 
well, I won't say that's all representation is, but that's a big point of it is it's just to make you think twice before mm -hmm. you do prejudge or before you do say those jokes or before whatever, like yeah. maybe just think of people as people regardless of their differences, but do recognize that their differences make them uniquely them. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, it's not things we would get in a Michael Bay movie. No, we would um, not. And also and we get a female led, led character uh, without a sexualizing shot. Yes. Like, like, like she is shown to be vulnerable. She is shown to be, you know, intelligent, a great character. I will say, I do almost wish she did. Yeah. Only because it's just like, I don't know. I feel like there's this underlying unfairness in that, oh, the white girl gets a sexual, like, yeah. oh, look at this white beauty, but you don't get a shot for a person of color like that. Yeah. Like, I know that's not, because ultimately the intent is demeaning. Yeah. But I do, I do hate that. I don't know. I just feel like there, yeah. I, I feel like, I wish there was an emphasis on, wow, this is beautiful too. Yeah. Like her brilliance and in, in history, the, the the backstory of her and her father and everything. It's just like, mm -hmm. wow, this makes a beautiful that person was, too. That was a great scene. You know, I, like there's just points where it's just like, I wish it was as pushed as like, isn't this attractive? Isn't this pretty? Mm -hmm. As they're, I, what I'm saying is, I guess I wish we sexualized braininess <laughs> like we do boobs. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just like. I get what you mean because yeah. I know you and I know what you're trying to get across. It's hard to put in words. Yeah. It's just understand. like we, we, we take a, a good looking body and we're like, look at this. Isn't yeah. it neat? Which Elena is very, very pretty. Very yeah. Very beautiful. Looking. But it's like, but, but she has all this character too. And it's yeah. just like, I wish there was this like forwardness to, wow, yeah. this is also neat you know mm -hmm. i don't you know i get what you mean level the playing field like you Sexualize know Anthony Ramos, but don't know. he's kind of a slut yeah well i don't know um, but uh i just remember him from that one um i want to say i want to say liam neeson movie i don't know he was some thief or something i don't know just turned nine you can ride rhymes but you can't ride mine he was philip hamilton in uh hamilton oh really and Lawrence. Interesting. Yeah, like I said, I, I know him from this B action movie. And so when he was announced for this, I was just like, oh, hey. Um, and like I said, I want to say uh, Liam Neeson was in it, but I could Probably, be wrong. Um, I don't know. I watch a lot of Liam Neeson movies. You too. do. Yeah, he's his a cool family, guy. He needs to put like a leash on his family. What, Liam Neeson? Yeah. Why? Because like he, they keep getting taken. Oh. They just keep getting like kidnapped. <laughs> I thought his actual family was in danger. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know nothing about his actual family. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's safe to say, and I'm very happy that mm -hmm. you like oh, I Transformers. Loved it. Dude, I, the way that I recommend this movie to people is I tell them about the scene with Bumblebee coming out of the plane to uh, Mama Said Knock You Out mm -hmm. and how our entire theater erupted in screams yeah. when that happened because it is such a good needle drop. The the music in this too. It was like, so, it was perfectly curated to my tastes. Yeah. Personally. Well, it's one of those movies it. where the talent working on it perfectly oh, yeah. meshes music with cinema because sometimes it's just like, yeah. oh, isn't this a cool little yeah. thing to be in the background? But like no, the music is very much part of scenes. Mm -hmm. 
the only thing it was missing was a Beastie Boys song because Hello Nasty came out that year. Mm. I don't know. We have to watch it again. I, I feel yeah, like we're gonna. Well, right. I feel like there had to be a Beastie Boys reference mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad you found your way uh, into enjoying Transformers. I'm collecting Transformers now. Yeah. For Pete's sake. That's like, the ultimate sign of love. I got a bunch of wheelies. Yep. I don't know why. Because <laughs> uh, he regularly comes with Dinobots. It's true. I do love my Dinobots. I got one coming soon. Uh, yes, you do. Um, Very excited. And so, yeah, it's uh, hopefully, um, I, like I said, uh, we, we encourage it often. And, and definitely when it comes to these Transformers movies, encourage giving second chances. Uh, maybe not to everything in all of them, but, no, you know, you definitely looking back with perspective on um, some of the more uh, passionately made uh, endeavors of yeah. Transformers films. Um, I can definitely wholeheartedly recommend uh, the 2007 movie Bumblebee and Rise yeah. of the Beasts. Um, and if it piques your interest enough, then I can recommend Revenge of the Fallen with uh, added yeah. uh, literature um, because you, it's necessary. <laughs> do you have alcohol or other substances on you? Watch five. Right. Maybe. Try and follow along. I couldn't, and I was stone sober. <laughs> Right. Um, even for a turn your brain off and Good enjoy it movie, God, that's bad. I did not. Um, but yeah, like I think that um, Transformers has become something uh, because of some of its worst examples and become because of some of its um, uh, less intentfully made yeah. examples. Uh, it's it it's completely misremembered, and and I think if you go back to some of it, you'll find that some of it's better than it's been given credit for. Um, and like, again, do, do your part to kind of find the threads of where things came from and whatnot, because all, all of it kind of gets a little bit more special when you realize the reasons for some choices or the intent behind some choices and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, make it a, a an experience that, right? you know, some movies, that's what it is. It's not just, watching it that does it but it's it's putting your whole self into it mm -hmm. um and that's when you're just like oh okay this is my thing now yeah you know so yeah i, I think it's worth it um i've always again i can't put the the finger on what the one thing is um and why but i've always loved transformers and i still do and i'm warming up i'm i'm really glad that you know rise of the beast happened because i feel like it's because Star Wars has been so forefront for so long. It's easy. And, and that will always be the biggest thing I love, mm -hmm. but it it's overpowered a lot of other things for so long because so much Star Wars has been happening. And so it's nice to have something else. I really enjoy um, happening again as well. Sure. You know, the hype for a Transformers movie was very mm -hmm. real. And now I'm hyped yeah. for another one. Yo, uh, like, can we talk for two seconds about that, the big reveal that everybody was freaking out about on Twitter and then came out of freaking nowhere? Right. I, I still don't know how that's going to pay off. I don't. Um, I have no clue. I'm game for a new G.I. Joe movie. For sure. The other ones were fine. I need some convincing on a G.I. Joe Transformers crossover. I don't know, because I think it could work. I 
I mean, it's it's been done in comics, but I don't know. I don't know. They'd have to work really hard. Yeah. Um, and hot take, I actually enjoy all three uh, G.I. Joe movies. That is a hot take. Yeah, I mean, they're not That's that bad. That's statement. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, egregious choices, they, they made a lot more safe Boy, choices howdy. than Transformers did, um, in my personal opinion. Like, yeah. it's more faithful than Transformers at times is with its original counterpart. So, I mean, you know, like, if you're going to be like, oh, it's it's hashtag not my G.I. Joe. Like, it's more G.I. Joe than, than Transformers is Transformers sometimes. But, okay, weird hill to die on. Uh but yeah, so we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're returning to Star Wars, Speak of the Devil, um, yep. and going to be doing one of our uh, little character spotlights uh, on one of my favorite characters, Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, what will we talk about? Right. This, this has been one long time coming, um, and we haven't forgotten about our character spotlight on Dooku. Um, that it's was happening. one of the episodes we had to cancel way back, but um, it's definitely still in the cards. Uh, but for now, we're going to uh, stay on the light side with Qui-Gon Jinn and enjoy uh, some conversation on that. So feel free to uh, binge The Phantom Menace until then and return here. Because convincing, obviously. Right. Um, hoping to, hope, I should say, I'm hoping we can do it next week. We also have a pretty big event um, that we will be a yes, part of next Sunday uh, as well. And so it all depends on how uh, multiple appearances on shows can play out. But uh, I will say, if you are not following along with Epic Confrontations, um, a branch off of In a Galaxy. Um, Run by our sweet baby boy, Eli. our son, our little brother, Eli. Uh, if you love trivia, if you love Star Wars, uh, it's an event for the ages, and we are somehow a part of it. So we're looking forward to that. If all goes well, we'll do that and talk about Qui-Gon Jinn. If not, we'll be uh, pushing things yeah. back a little bit. But It depends on how you place in, hyperpl- in hyperspace. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I don't have high expectations. I don't know why I was invited to this I thing. Have high expectations of you. Well, thank you. I was there the whole time. You answered every single question right on the bomb test. <laughs> That's true. But I think he was taking it easy for 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 uh, Jared. Um, don't cop but... <laughs> No, he's he's a good guy now. Mm. Um, but yeah. Either way, stay tuned. Make sure you follow us on um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. um, and nowhere else at the moment. But who knows. Um, you can follow me on threads. There you go. Everybody on. is doing it. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks to our patrons. Um, slowly but surely, with every new dollar we get, we will eventually replace our iPad with a MacBook. Someday. Uh, but for the time being, we're going to keep coming to you uh, like this on a budget, um, you know, directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, explosion. Right. Uh, but yeah. Um, Thank you to them who continue to support our work, even when uh, it's as crude as this. Um, we appreciate you and appreciate everybody that hopped in live and everybody that's listening after the fact. Um, you have plenty of better things to do, uh, but you chose chose us. So mm-hmm. thank you. Um, and until next time, till all are one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.